This is Colossus, and you are listening to The High Regard Show. The High Regard Show. It's... Check out The High Regard Show. New episodes every Monday. No sleep till... Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is the High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, it don't get better than that. No, sir, it doesn't. Thank you once again for joining us, everybody. Come one, come all, it's the High Regard Show. The circus that it is. (laughs) Good Lord, this will be our second show of the evening. We literally just finished a full show. And as soon as we finished it, we kind of like both looked at each other and said, what do you think about that last hour of conversation? (laughs) Riveting or revolting? (laughs) Guess which one won? (laughs) Need a hint? This is take two of the High Regard Show. (laughs) It'll be, it's always better the second time. It's always better the second time because we know what to pull out. But it's just... (laughs) But we know, like, all that blank space and stuttering and stuff. And it's kind of like, what's the word for telephone wires? Like, that stuff can get pulled out. And then all of a sudden, it just sounds a little bit more fluid. You know, kind of like a... a more more polished, more polished, which I think is what I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, we just had to warm up. Like, we just weren't feeling very warm. Yeah, so we decided to do an hour-long show. <laughs> <laughs> the trash. We'll just call it a rehearsal. We'll just call it a rehearsal, Tom. Well, you know, I think what the good thing is, is that we pull out all of these things that you guys never heard. And you think you never will. We do it for you. But there will be a show. Someday. Where these things will air, and you'll be like... Was this really a thought to actually <laughs> put this out so people could listen to it? What yes. The, the answer is a resounding yes. We just kept going, even though we kept staring at each other across the table like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like every time one of us would like start to tell a story, we're like, no. no. <laughs> like, I swear, at one point, Nikki was telling a story. And I'm going to tell it again. Uh, and, and you're going to hear it, but I hope to God it is not as detailed. Because might, I feel like... It might be even more so. I feel like I'm looking at the clock and I'm thinking like, all right, a did you know is usually, I don't know, two minutes, maybe around there somewhere. Even did you know? Long. Did you I know? Mean, I mean, not did you know. You heard. You heard. Yeah, because I only get like... And I'm thinking like, oh, two minutes. I'm just... My segments right, are always like talking. a wham, bam. Shh. Thank you, man. Too much talking right now. I got to finish my story. <laughs> <laughs> exactly my point. You just keep going. And this the is Jerry why I rest. have to talk over you. <laughs> But usually, the herds, they're about two minutes long, right? You're, I look down I look down at the timer. I'm like, all right, let's see you about two minutes. And I'm like listening to you. And then all of a sudden, I'm like dozing off. Because <laughs> you then, hate when I talk. No, I don't. I was just like, man, it's like kind of like a really long, I like, have, you heard. I have to build it up because it ties into what the theme of the show is. Yeah, but I know at some point, I like came through. And it was like, wait a minute. Are you still talking about this woman's clothes? Like, I like you're talking about like where she came from, a dress, you had a whole backstory. I think everybody wants to like. They're like, man, we got to know what Nick, Nikki's talking about. Um, maybe not. But why don't we do this week's you heard? <laughs> and let's see what happens. 
This week's You Heard comes to us from the IFC Film Center down in the village. And I was standing outside waiting to go see the Bill, ooh, the Bill Cunningham movie. <laughs> did, did it come with a free hammer? It did come with a free hammer. <laughs> so we were going to see the Bill Cunningham movie, Tyler Durden and I, and I was waiting in line outside. And I'm waiting there, and this couple comes behind me, and then one of their friends comes to join them. And they were like, in their like... You know, mid-60s, I'd say. Mm. And the woman who said this week's you heard looked like she was from Brooklyn, you know, because, like, she looked like what a Brooklyn hipster would look like if they were in their mid-60s. Like, she was just wearing, like, a shapeless dress. You know, she just had, like, a big floppy hat on. She was very, like, pronounced and dramatic. And she had on, like, strappy sandals. But, like, instead of being, like, those very thin, you know, strappy sandals, they, these were, like, sensible orthopedic sandals. And that's as deep as I'm going to go. So I just want it's you to get the picture. It is. But again. just listen. Just listen. I listen to all I'm your bullshit stories. I'm listening to it. I'm listening to it. Go on. I'm just trying to help you. <laughs> I don't need your help. So they, like, meet up and everything. And here we go. No. Fine. I won't do it. Because listen, we're, like, 20 minutes into the you heard. I'm just trying. <laughs> To help you. All right, so they meet up. These so two her old friends, friends, yeah, they hadn't seen each other in a while, and she goes, "Are you going to this blah blah blah?" Because like the last time they had seen each other was at this fancy event at MoMA or whatever. And she's like, "Oh," she said, "I can't. I'm going to Canada for a Tai Chi thing." Like, doesn't that seem like something that like a fucking millennial would say? But like a sixty-year-old millennial, like a sixty, like picture a millennial. Freaking like 30 years from now, that's something that they would say. You're literally just describing an old lady from San Francisco. That's all I'm picturing right now. I'm picturing just like a, a, a woman who just has a drawer that smells like mothballs and she's just pulling and patchouli, out. Patchouli, like the maybe same patchouli. Clothes she wore back when she was romping around in the fields with like, you know romping around. Like yeah, like romping around in the field. Romping around <laughs> in the field. Shall I ever get done with this part? With like, you know, what's his name? <laughs> Tiny Tim? No, I was gonna say Tiny Tim. Holy crap, why can't I remember? I don't care. Oh, that's this week's <laughs> you heard. <laughs> Robert Plant? Robert Plant. <laughs> That's who she's romping around in the fields with. So like Misty... M I went blank for a minute, but when I came back... Like Misty I, Mountain You Hall. know what I brought back with me? Tell me what you... Let me listen to you and tell you... Tell little, me your stupid a little, story. A little Misty Mountain genius is what I brought back <laughs> with me out of that mess. That's what happened right there. You're welcome. And that is my favorite Led Zeppelin song. All right. So maybe this woman is me and, you know, 20-something years. And you're going to wear a dress in 20-something years. I wear dresses. You don't wear dresses all the time. Not all the time, but, like, I do wear dresses. Well, I feel like the first time you explained this lady's backstory, all she wore was dresses. 
I never said that. We know she smells like petroleum mothballs. Oh, I just wanted her. Like, I was still de- dive- <laughs> I'm still delving into her. She we last a- left her on the train back to Brooklyn where she was writing in a pencil. It was because so much. Because old people love <laughs> writing in pencil. I can't believe you're doing it again. I did. It just came out of nowhere because I was like, I literally couldn't remember what, I, what made me laugh so hard the last time. And it just came to me. It's like I just traveled in time back to the old show. And because I, I loved that part. Because... Because we're purposely redoing the old show that we're basically <laughs> completely recreating right now. You were now. just mad but, because I went on a tangent. No, 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 no. I think it was weird because what you forgot to mention about that whole part, it wasn't that the part of an old person writing with a pencil was funny. <laughs> I mean... But it's true. That. It's true. It's true. They but, love pencil. But the part of the story that was funny was the fact that the way you explained it to me was like hypnotic. What do you mean? Like you said to me, so this old lady is on a train writing in her journal with a pencil. You know, like old people do, right? <laughs> and you expected me to be like agreeing with you that all old people <laughs> write with a pencil based on the fact that this woman you knew nothing about who 100% was never on a train writing in a journal with a pencil that you knew of. She could have taken the train. How else is she to get around? But the fact was you were trying to convince me of the fact that you know this old people write with pencils, right? The whole story's true then. I was just trying to make a good story, Tom. That was the best part of the story. Well, thank you for bringing it back. But I did bring it back because we are going to talk about legitimate writers who we had a chance to interview this week. Well done, chap. We did, yes. We interviewed... Oh, Oh, really? I just got like... (laughs) Sigmund and the Sea Monster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Sid and Marty Croft. (laughs) Um, We interviewed Lana Schwartz, who, with alongside her high school best friend, Ilana Michelle Rubin, created Secrets and Liars, a web series that you can be found on their website, um, because it's a web series and it's on the web. <laughs> I felt like I needed to like explain that. You know they're on the web. As old right? people do. <laughs> But they created this web series called Secrets and Liars, which centers on best friends Frankie, which is played by Ilana, and Tabitha is played by Lana, who we spoke to. So, yes, it's Ilana and Lana. Ilana and Lana. 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 I was like looking at you and I'm like going, wait a minute. I'm looking at you and I'm thinking to myself like... One of them is supposed to rhyme with banana. And <laughs> I don't hear either one of those people. So is there Was a I third saying Ilana? I did so. Oh, I was doing so good. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Lana. 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 You keep doing it. I know. What are you okay. doing? And this was my thing because. Lana banana. Lana banana. Got it. Exactly. And what happened was before. You screwed me up because you brought it up at the end of the show. I did bring it up at the end of the last show. And I'll bring it up at the end of this show. But before I do that. For the future episode that we're probably going to do after this. <laughs> Yeah, before we do that, let's just do one more one one more run through of that interview. <laughs> of of Lana? Of Lana? Lana. Lana. Lana Banana. Yes. Of Lana. Let's do the interview. Yeah. Roll it. <laughs> okay, let's roll that fabulous beat footage.
Okay, hi. Thanks so much uh, for speaking to the High Regard Show. I really oh, appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, this is so exciting. Thank you. Oh, no problem. And, you know, can you start off a little bit by telling me, you know, how the idea for the Secrets and Lies web series came about? Um, so basically, um, Alana and I are we went to high school together, and she's been my best, one of my best friends out of kind of like this group we have of best friends um, since high school. So we were looking for something that kind of, um, I guess, got at our dynamic, but we're mm-hmm. really interested in um, narrative stuff, so um, kind of things that, um, you know, come into play, you know, like if something happens in one episode, you see it again later on, right. and kind of uh, feeling out, out these consequences of, um, of different actions. And so um, we're also both, even though we're uh, 26 years old, uh, very into teen dramas. Uh, <laughs> that hasn't changed. So I'm a big fan of um, Pretty Little Liars. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we thought, and that show is so ridiculous that we thought it would be a really fun uh, way to kind of like, um, I guess, touch on that genre mm-hmm. um, where everything is so over the top, but with two people who are kind of more normal. Right, okay. Uh, yeah. So you have these teenage girls who like date all like they date their teachers, they right. date the police officers, they're somebody's always like dying and they're like <laughs> just somehow like very like they handle it very well. Um, whereas we're getting got kind of like dragged by our feet. <laughs> <laughs> right. And yeah. how long, um, you know, did it take from, you know, when you guys kind of just had this kernel of an idea to the final seven, you know, episodes that are now available on the website? Um, it took about a year. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, so when we first started, I think we first started writing last summer, maybe early fall. But it took us about a year, and then we started shooting in um, December right before Christmas. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, so it took a long time. <laughs> uh, but we're very excited about it. That's, yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, what would you say? I mean, because, you know, obviously you're wearing the winter coats and everything, and you're doing it in winter, which, you know, winter sucks last winter kind of sucks. So what would you say was, like, you know, the biggest challenge that you faced while filming? Um, well, I'd say, I guess, bringing everything together, because there are so many little details when you shoot that, mm-hmm. like, especially over a long period of time, it's like continuity, uh, things like that. And making mm-hmm. sure that just every single little detail is attended to. And um, we had one day where we shot at our high school, which was really cool. Um, and that was, like, the only day we were going to be able to get our high school. And we had um, actors who were playing younger versions of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So making sure we had that school and that day, like, and on that day with those actors, everything had to come together perfectly, and we weren't going to get another chance to do it again. Okay. Yeah. And, um, oh, sorry. And oh, no, no, go on. Uh, <laughs> we had to cancel a shoot because of a snowstorm. Oh, no. <laughs> so definitely the weather was, like, a huge factor. Yeah. And and how long did you – how long was the actual shooting process? Um, We usually shoot for, like, full days. Oh, oh, oh you mean okay. – oh, so you mean – so we shot from December to March. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, December to March, I'd say. And then um, it took a little while in terms of, like – post-production and things like that, and then making mm-hmm. sure that we put it out when we were ready. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how close to Frankie and Tabitha, you know, are you and Alana in real life? Like, is it really you guys on camera, you know, or is it like a fictionalized 
version of the two of you? I'd say uh, pretty fictionalized. Um, my character is uh, not the brightest. Uh, <laughs> she's not, yeah, I wouldn't call her, I wouldn't use the word, like, stupid. That's, like, not the right <laughs> word. But right. she's just a little more, like, um, you know, uh, I don't Laxadaisical? Is that a good word to use? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, she's just very, like, maybe, like, I don't know, maybe, like, naive, kind of, or, you know, like, she's not, yeah. Like, I I think, I I think Laxadaisical. Yeah, yeah, that's, like, that's actually, like, the opposite of how I am. Um, I'm usually very, like, uh, to the point, and this is how things need to be done. Uh, My friends call me Logical Lana. Um, So kind of the opposite, and, um, I don't know if, if uh, Frankie's the opposite of Alana, but I think um, she, it, she she it's not an exact version of her, okay. but I say our dynamic is still the same, kind okay. of the way we talk to each other and are real with each other. And was it really fun? Yeah, I mean, like you could tell that you know it was very fun to to, to make for you guys, you know. And was it fun playing someone who was pretty opposite of yourself, you know, to just kind of not be logical manner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it was fun because I got to, you know, embrace a different side of myself. But then also mm-hmm. I don't do um a ton of acting. Um typically when a lot of I shoot videos, I'm not necessarily in them. I like to be behind the scenes a little more, but because we wrote this together and we wanted it to um show aspects of our friendship, it just made sense for both of us to do it. So it was nice to make sure it was fun. All right. And, you know, you filmed um, in Queens and Williamsburg. And what would you say um, the biggest misconception people have when they first think of Williamsburg? Like, what do you think that biggest misconception is? Oh, man. I guess, I guess it's like the, I guess the idea that it's just like, I mean, there are so many young people that live there, but there are still tons of families Mm -hmm. and people who uh, just are like living their lives and don't really care about like, you know, what just opened on Bedford Avenue, that sort of thing. Um, Especially where, at the time, I just moved, but I was living in South Williamsburg um, off the JM, so a little bit more off the beaten path where, um, you know, it's lots of families and different types of cultures. And so um, I'd say when people think of Williamsburg, they just think of, like, it being trendy, and that's true to a point, but Mm -hmm. there are different facets you can find. Okay, great. And you and Alana, like you said, um, have been friends since high school. You know, what can you tell me about the first time the two of you met? Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) So uh, I guess we started really becoming close sophomore year. And um, I remember one time I met her freshman year through um, our other – we were both friends with this girl, Ashley, who I went to elementary school with. And I remember meeting her one time – and, you know, meeting Alana one time, and we didn't really get a chance to talk. And then as I got to know her better, she was, um, you know, very silly and always kind of, like, making up um, new words to songs, like, that we liked and things like that. <laughs> and just, like, very um, very exuberant, I think, is a good <laughs> word. Um, yeah, so I would say that was probably my first impression of her, um, just, like, always, like, being silly and, like, trying to get them all to laugh. Okay. And how, you know, did you two decide to get into comedy? You know, where did where did that come from? Was that something that, you know, was um I know you both have, you know, totally like different careers and everything right now, but like how did you two decide that like, you know, let's try this comedy thing together and create, you know, Nanner's comedy? 
Um, so I guess for like the first year or two that we were both doing comedy, we were very much doing our own thing. Um, so we just had different paths towards it. I like had moved back to Queens earlier than she had. And then at one point, um, I think we both had taken a bunch of classes at UCB. Milana had taken a couple at the pit and we were put on an improv team together and we were having a lot of fun, uh, doing improv together. That just kind of made sense for us to, um, start creating more. Okay. Yeah. And do you guys still do the um, monthly My Hometown shows? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Alana's awesome. in Australia right now, um, and I'm very jealous. She's <laughs> gone for, like, the full month. But we actually just did one. Um, we just did one um, that was dedicated to Queens oh, cool. um, right before she left, and it was kind of like our big show of the summer, and it was really fun because we got to talk about we're both we both love Queens, and we got to talk about it, which was nice. Oh, that's great. And, you know, as New York City natives, you know, what do you think the biggest thing you missed, you know, missed out on growing up in New York City versus, you know, let's say any town USA? Oh, gosh. So, um, so do you mean, like, the biggest thing that, like, I didn't get to experience as a New Yorker? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, what do you think you missed out on, like, compared to, oh, like, man. some other people? <laughs> well, we didn't have a football team. We never had, like, homecoming or anything like that. Like, I never went to, like, a football game. Like, that just wasn't, like, part of, um, like, our culture, I guess. Okay. Um, And, like, I didn't really go to any house parties. Like, maybe a few. But it was very, it was very different. Um, And there was no kind of, like, there was no kind of, like, um, central place for everyone to hang out because Queens is so sprawling. Oh, yeah. And everybody... And, like, you know, your friends from middle school weren't necessarily your friends from high school. Right, So everyone yeah. kind of had, like, different groups they were a part of. And, like, there'd be certain places, but there was no centralized place for everyone to go. It was very much like you could do your own thing with your group, and maybe you'd see other people you knew, but it wasn't guaranteed. Right. And you didn't have your own peach pit or anything? No, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not unless you count, like, a Barnes & Noble in Bay Terrace. But... <laughs> Uh, no, it was, it was very, it was a very, very unique experience for sure. <laughs> and finally, you know, what's next for you two? You know, perhaps a season two after episode seven's cliffhanger. Yeah, um, I think we we definitely want to do a season two. Um, since Alana's gone, I think when she gets back, we're gonna focus on some other projects for a little mm-hmm. while, and then, um, you know, after we kind of reevaluate and reassess and figure out, you know, what is exactly the story that we want to tell will um, get back to writing in pre-production. But um, I think we're going to give it a little bit of a break okay. for now. But, yeah, we'd love to come back to the story uh, next year. Okay, awesome. Well, we'll be sure to, uh, you know, watch out for that and maybe talk again once you get it aired. Yeah, thank you so much. Oh, no problem. Thanks so much for speaking to us. Well, thanks. So thanks. I really appreciate it. It was great speaking with you. Oh, um, great. Carolina couldn't make it. Oh, no problem. You. I guess yeah. we'll let her have it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you, and have a great weekend. You too, thanks. Bye-bye. And we're back. Yes, and thank you to Larry and Leviathan for, you know, putting out a great <laughs> web series. <laughs> You're going to get there, Nikki. Larry You're gonna... <laughs> You are going to get there eventually. <laughs> 
So if you say Larry once before the end of the show I by accident instead you. of Lana, you're in trouble. That's just the way it and is. And it's Lana. Lana, Lana. You dick. So now that you got it wrong, I'm going to make sure I get it right. I don't know her name. What is it? Lanolin? Lanolin? Like, like sheep's wool? So, looks like you screwed yourself. <laughs> it's so many close-sounding names. Even at one point when I was editing it, and like you had said something, and I turned around to look at you, and I like missed like a beat, like one quick beat. And then she was said. So, that's when she said like the Lana Banana thing, and I was like, okay. And then like I missed like one part, and then I heard us telling a story, and then she said, oh, and then I said, you know, Alana. And then I was like, wait, what? Wait, who is it? <laughs> and then I had to like re rewind it to listen to it again. And I was like, oh, man, like how confusing. Yeah. And I just like, you know, it was really cool to like just hear about how like the idea of the show came about. And I think it's really funny that, you know, it was described as being <laughs> the as, as being Williamsburg's answer to Pretty Little Liars. Yes. And seems a lot like what would happen if Broad City got mashed up with Law and Order SVU. And it's true because, you know, it's about these, you know, these two friends who's, um, you know, Frankie and Tabitha, whose friend goes missing. And they start getting text messages from, you know, is it the murderer? And like, but like, it's funny because they're like, oh, they get this like text message that's like, I've got your back. But like, instead of saying like, I got your back, like it, that's what autocorrect says which is so funny because like you know how like autocorrect is just such a fail you know and they're like oh no it's I'm watching you or something and like it was just really funny and like I thought that was funny <laughs> don't give away all the stories I didn't give away all the story I <laughs> okay, didn't I no. didn't no because there's because much more we want more. people to go there and watch the we, whole thing yeah and that was like in the first episode yeah. and you know there's seven episodes yes on their website yes and I just think it's funny that like you know it's these girls are 26, I think she said, and, you know, they kind of, like, watch, you know, she admits that, like, she watches a lot of, like, high school shows, you know, and I find that that's, like, something, like, a lot of people do, because it's, like, I don't know if, like, I know, I remember I had this one friend that was such an asshole, like, this girl, like, she went through friends like crazy, because she was just, like, a nasty, mean person, and she's, like, oh, I'm gonna go see, like, her and her husband would, like, go see these, like, high school movies, and she was, like, 30 at the time, and, like, they'd go see these movies that, like, 16, 17, 18 year olds would go see. Well, like, like what ones? Footloose? No, like, it was in, like, the mid-2000s, so maybe, like, stuff like Can't Hardly Wait, like, anything that had, like, Adrian Grenier and, like, Freddie Prince Jr. in, yeah. like, when he was in that, like, string of, like, high school stuff, you know, like, stuff like that. It was, like, the generation after, like, mine, like, not the clueless kind of stuff, but, like, the not-so-classic stuff that came after that. Yeah, I don't know any of that. Yeah, well, there you have it. So, like... <laughs> She would just, like, watch that stuff because she's like, you know, I didn't really have a lot of friends in high school because, like, I, I was not really, like, a nice person. And I'm just like, well, you're not really one right now, but okay. What? I told you. I literally told you she was a nasty person. But she would be like, I didn't really have a great high school because, like, I didn't have a lot of friends and all this stuff. But she would watch, like, all these, like, high school things. Did you really tell her that? No, my God, no. She'd kill me. She was nasty. I'm telling you. All right. I was making sure. I just stopped being friends it, with her. I saw the dick into myself like no, you said this No, I would time. never say that. We just thought like, and she just said like most of my friends like don't want to be friends with me anymore and they just kind of like walk away and it's like, that's what you had to do. Knowing's half the battle. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I did. 
I left her. I left her. Anyway, so yeah. (laughs) So I like that they were like talking about like, you know, how they like, you know, we still watch like Pretty Little Liars and stuff and like how like it was inspired, you know, by that kind of thing because Pretty Little Liars is such a like cult thing right now for kids like Tyler's age. Yes, there was a point where she was like addicted, ad- so addicted to it. Like the books, the the TV show. Oh my god, she couldn't get enough of it. Yeah, and I feel like uh, there were situations where she would come to my house for the weekends, stay, and then be like, on Sunday nights, I would bring them to yeah. their mom when she used to stay there, and then she'd be like, we'd be stuck in traffic, and she'd be freaking out in the back of the car because she was gonna be late for Pretty Little Liars, and it was like, dude. Settle down a little bit. Like, we'll get there. We'll like, I get, like, a few hours with you every week. And, like, Pretty Little Liars, you could watch it on a rerun, but I'm sure. But, Dad, you have to see it on, like, the day it airs. And, like, and I think it's funny because, like, you know, like I said, like, they were 26. So, like, this high school age thing is, like, a generation behind them. And I think that, like, people who enjoy watching, like, high school things or, like, things from, like, the past usually only go, like, a generation behind them. Like, I don't like watching... Like, Tyler makes me watch, like, all the John Green movies. You know, like, we watched Paper Towns the other day, and it was just like, oh, my God, this is terror. Like, this is just not, like, it's not good. I don't like it. And, like, she made me watch, like, a couple other things, and it's like, I can't relate to that because it's so far removed from, like, the age that I am. Like, because I think it's because I have her, and she's that age, and it's like, these right. people could be my kid. Like, right, so you can only think back that far where they can think back to the kids that were before them. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I can only go back to, like, like when I go back to high school, it's, like, the stuff from the 90s, like, 90210. May the bridges I burn light the way. And Clueless, which, like, I've introduced her to, you know, and other movies like that. So it's, like, I feel like that's just something, like, that just goes back, like, that generation because you're still, especially, like, in that age, like, when you're, like, in your mid-20s, you're starting to realize, like... I'm not as idealistic as I used to be. So, like, let's go back to, like, even if I didn't have the greatest high school experience, like, life was a hell of a lot simpler when I was just dealing with, like, Nancy the bully or, you know, who's going to take me to the football game? Like, you know what I mean? Like, And it's weird that, like, that's one of the things she said that they didn't have. Yeah, because, like, they do this show, um, this, like, monthly show that's kind of on hiatus right now. Um, but, you know, if you just go to their website, which we'll give you, um, again, at the end of the show and in the description. Of course. You know, they talk about, they'll put up, like, on their calendar, like, when they have this. And they bring on people, it's called my the monthly My Hometown Shows um, somewhere in Williamsburg. And it's, like, they bring on people to talk about, like, the best things about, like, where they grew up and the things that they did when they were growing up. Because... Lana and Ilana grew up in Queens. I think I think they grew up in Queens. And, you know, they never had that, like, experience that, like, most people think is, like, quintessential to high school. Like, you know, like, when you think of, like, I don't know, personally, when I think of, like, high school. Yes. Like, of what, like, America or Hollywood wants you to think high school is. It's, like the cool football player, the cool cheerleader. And then, like, you go to the football games and you go to homecoming. And then, like, of course, there's prom. And then there's, like, you know, the keg parties. Like, it was always just, like, there were, like, these groups of people. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Now, not only do I know, but now everybody knows. But I didn't have that same experience. Right, but don't you think, like, when you think back to, like, what the epitome of high school is is that is that not what you think no no i don't i think of it as like i don't know man i feel like it's where like 
it's darker than that. It's just it. I when I picture high school, I think of like realistic high school. I think of kids like who like cut themselves. I think of like you know just kids like not wanting to get changed for gym and like come out of the locker room like if they did and getting beat up for that plus being shy on top of it like just you know weird horrible experiences that you go through and they don't they all seem like one little tiny thing but just just seeing after it all, so much yeah it's just kind of like high school you see it not f- a good experience you see it from like the perspective of like not the football player and not the like what the people that they would look down upon like that's what you would picture it as yeah but all football players didn't even have a chance to do it like I, we were talking on the last show when we did it how like you know how that experience is different than my experience right and and lana's experience was lana. like lana's i said that I think Lana. You said, I Lana. said Lana. You said Lana. Don't mess me up now. Lana, <laughs> her experience was no football team. Yeah, and like they had no homecoming team and no, or not homecoming, no homecoming and dance. Then, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, and like that's something that like even though I didn't go to like any of our homecomings because it was just something that like only like a certain group of people went to and it was just like it wasn't that big of a deal but like to a certain group of people like the people that get honored at homecoming like it was like oh my god this is like so important but like you know it was just like I don't know and it was just like it's weird that like we each the three of us like we did not grow up like that far from each other yeah because nobody cared about my team we had a team and nobody would go to it I if you asked me like if there was like a homecoming I couldn't even tell you I would assume that we had a homecoming, but it was nothing that I don't think anybody I knew or or anybody I knew knew went to. See, and like football, because like we won like one championship in like all the years that like our f- school was created. Like I think our school was created like back in the 60s or something. And like in 1987, they won like the state championship. And it was like, we're the greatest football team. And like, I honestly don't think that they ever won like a championship like when I was in school. But like the football players acted like they did. And they were like such assholes, most of them. Like I remember I played for the volleyball team. And like our volleyball team was exactly like your football team. Like we were the worst team. Like we got beat by the school that like everybody beat like not just beat but like killed by wheelchairs what by people in wheelchairs no i bet they could have beat you i probably yeah like they they probably could have like people with like in wheelchairs probably could have like kicked our ass because we were just we were horrible one guy has the ting ting legs he's just like (laughs) using to bounce up the spike right he's the one all right stop it but like and i remember this one football player who was just like the cockiest of all of them and he had said something because like we had to wear our jerseys like we would wear them to last period because like we got to leave like halfway through last period when for we volleyball had, yeah for volleyball when yeah. we had away games and like a volleyball season happened around football time so like because the, the football players did that the cheerleaders would wear their outfits like on game days and stuff like that and i remember this guy said to me now he was a year older than me so i think the last so this was like my junior year he was a senior right and he says to me, he was a senior in a junior class because it was a junior class and he was so dumb that he had to take a junior class. And he says to me like, oh, like, I bet you guys like, like, oh, I wonder how much you guys are going to win by or something like that. Like being an asshole because like we were like comically funnily, like we were just comically horrible. Our volleyball you, were like, team. you were like the bad news bass of volleyball. But worse. Like we, there was worse. worse. Than bad news bass. Like because the, 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 we were just worse. Worse than, than Buttermaker. I don't know what that is. The coach. 
worst. We were horrible. Like, we were seriously, like, the worst team. And I was just like, fuck you. Because, like, I could tell it. Because, like, every every t- time he would bust me or, like, one of the other football players in my class would, like, just be, like, bust me. Because, like, they sometimes won games. Like, and I remember just saying to him, and I showed him my knee because I was a horrible diver, but, like, I sometimes had to dive. And I had this, like, scar on Or, like, I had, like, a scab on my knee from when I, like, scraped from, like, diving. And I said, and I looked at him and I said this. I'm like, look at my knee. And he's like, yeah, what of it? I'm like, at least, like, you know, I'm out there playing and I'm getting my ass kicked and I'm, like, ruining my, like, clothes and stuff like that. I'm like, your mom never has to wash your uniform because, like, he never played. Like, this guy never played. And everybody was just like, whoa. And everybody was just like, oh, my God. Oh, snap. He got so embarrassed. And he was nice as pie the rest of the year because I fucking embarrassed him. You gotta put you gotta put him in that place early. You really do because then they just turn into rapers. That's lacrosse teams, honey. Not and football, football teams. teams and football teams. Football teams do a lot of raping. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that much football like rape how, happening. Look at, like there's lots of. Well, I mean, professional football, yeah, but that could be for a lot of cash too. But they had to start in high school. You think that the league prepares them? <laughs> <laughs> By starting them raping in high school, getting ready for the bigs, yeah, huh? I, I think it's I think it's countersigned by the by the NFL. <laughs> sure it is. <laughs> That's why the Canadian Football League isn't as big because exactly. they don't really promote their exactly. Raping they at don't an early promote age. raping. <laughs> Good God, man! <laughs> so there you have it. Three different high school experiences, just a hundred miles apart. Imagine trying to put that web series together. Do you think that <laughs> if you're at a certain age, and, and maybe it's, I don't know if it's for everybody. I feel for me it is. I can think one generation down, and I can think one generation up. That's all my mind can pretty much stand. Do you think that's normal? Dude, I literally just based like half of the segment on that. About going one generation up? Not up, but one generation back. But like my that's... point is, can you go one generation up? No, I can't. You can't. You can't look at it and be like, "Oh, and I, I know what my parents would be doing." <coughs> I mean, I don't know because, like, my parents are just so very unique. I can't like think past what normal people. Your do. parents are unique. Well, yeah. I mean, like, we really don't have many stories about my parents. We would just like, you know, get out, get taken out for walks, and put back underneath the stairs again before, <laughs> before you know, they would slide the water bowl into the door with a couple of slices of toast for my because brother and I. Because I had just a very like. How's that for a story? That is fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. That's what it, that's what it was growing up in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that came from somewhere. <laughs> somebody's story. It sure did. And I'm sorry for whoever it is. <laughs> They'll get over it. So go on. What, what I don't stuff? even do you think, know. Do you think that you can seriously go one generation No, up? I don't think I can. I literally just told you that. All like, right. I just don't think I can because my parents were just so specific like my parents were just so specific that like how so in what manner like just their manner of thought like my mom was just very like i was on a very short leash i just like i don't know like and like i just remember like some of my other friends moms that like i still talk to on facebook and stuff today like this just how cool and calm like they just always were just kind of like laid back and stuff like my family wasn't very laid back like my mom is very intense because she's what TV mom would your mom be? 
I know we talked about who you would think you would be and whatnot when we talked about that show, the the MILP show. But what TV mom do you think your mom would be? Oh, my God. I don't even know. Hmm. I have no idea. I'm not sure either. Like, it'd be a strong, confident, loud-mouthed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who do you think it would be? Esther Roll played... Florida Evans on Good Times. Flo, right? Florida Evans. And that is who I believe your mom would be. After all that, that's all you're giving me. What else do you I want? thought you were like looking up like a clip or something. I'm not looking up a clip. I'll show you a picture. Yeah, I know who she is. There she is. That's that's your mom. My name is Flo. <laughs> now, I don't want to rush you, but I wish you'd go. That is my mom. That is your mom if she was Republican and lived in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> That's your mom. Good times. Who do you think your mom would be? Oh, my God. My mom My mom would probably be Carol Brady. Oh, my God. Do you not think? Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's what I think. Carol Brady for sure. Well, now that we cleared that mystery up, is it time for a Did You Know? Yeah, you want to do one? I think we should. All right, go ahead. It's not my bit. (laughs) My bit was very eloquently done twice today. (laughs) Sure it was. Did you know? Well, my bit for Did You Know this week is a little tidbit about Brooklyn. No, I did not write something down. Nor did I go online. He's a wing in it. Up. Since the show was based mostly in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Brooklyn's and it, it took like Williamsburg. What's the name of the show, Nikki? Oh, I'm like the show. I thought okay. Sorry, secrets and lies. <laughs> like you're doing it again. Like you're gesturing. You're we're, we would be terrible like, read at my charades. lips. You would just be horrible. Like it's like talking to a blind person. Oh, take your glasses off to have an excuse. Take your glasses off to have an excuse. That's a great. I'm not giving idea. any excuse. You're bad at charades. Oh, and this is I'm not s- giving you charades. I'm sitting right next to you. I'm whispering and I'm moving my lips and like whisper, <laughs> saying the words like. But you weren't whispering so that I could hear you. You're just gesturing. You're like. Like, you're just making this face, and I what couldn't understand. What is the name of the show? The show is Secrets and Liars. You see, I try to include you. You're like, I don't get to talk And I'm just a turd out there. And I, I know, look at okay? you, and I'm like, here's your big chance. Oh, my God, but you're gesturing. And I just mouth you, and I'm like, going, just do this. I can bring you in. I can bring you in, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be comedy genius jumping right make now. You, famous. you know what it's like? It's like watching a game of Double Dutch. In the projects, and then you, like... Hop in and get all tangled up. (laughs) (laughs) It's exactly what it was. The ghost of Convent Avenue, just (laughs) kind of ghosting on up, just walking right into the ropes and just hanging yourself. Like, that's what it would basically come down to. And then people just look at you like... I was never very good at jump rope. It was a big... It was kind of like a thing when I was a kid. Like the the Chinese jump rope, or like it was like a loop, and then like you had to like tie it around. Like, what is that? It's like it's like a loop. Like instead of being just like, you know, a rope that has two ends. Yeah. It was just like. Oh, I don't know that. It was like a loop, and it was like you would kind of make like X's, and 
you like depending on how you would tie it around like you know there'd be two people and like how you like depending on how they like wrapped it around their ankles and stuff it would be like different shapes and stuff and you would jump into like the little triangle or like a big triangle like and that i was no damn good at that no that sounds awful we used to just have the two jump ropes and even like i remember i used to take a boot camp class and like they were like here here's a jump rope because like that was one of like the one minute like parts of the circus or circuit and like circus <laughs> well, it was like the first time around. it was it was the circus and i did it and i almost like smacked my instructor in the thing and like in the head oh, damn. and she like oh. and she like took it away from me and she's like how about you just jump up and down and then like you just move your arms and i'm like oh my god you're getting the same movement but you don't have to worry about like hanging yourself I'm going to trip and fall in the gym. So I would just jump up and down and, like, do the arm movements, and I got the same thing. So when you walk around in the rain and you're, like, kind of limping a little bit and you say, oh, it's from an old gym injury, it really just means you tripped yourself with a jump rope? Yeah, <laughs> with a Chinese jump rope. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> It's more exotic that way. <laughs> Good God, no, man. <laughs> so anyway, back to this week's Did You Know, <laughs> which is about Brooklyn. <laughs> I don't even know how we got on Freaking jump ropes. Because you brought it up, man. I did? You did, yeah. All right. Well, anyway. Making fun of me. Uh, probably. But the fact of the matter is this. that <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mario Lopez, and let me get back to my story. Without going and having to research on Wikipedia about Brooklyn, man, I know about Brooklyn. It's not the hipster mecca it used to be, and it still blows me away that people look at it that way, and they think, you know, like, it's so expensive. Today, Tyler Durden went with her photography teacher to Dumbo, Brooklyn. Dumbo. Which used to just be the slums of Brooklyn. And now it's like a very like hip art scene. And and how hip do you, would you say? Her teacher brought her to the studio where a dollar a square foot is a how much. A studio. Yeah. Okay. A dollar a square foot. And I, I mean a, a huge photography studio in a warehouse. Like it wasn't just like, you know, a studio apartment that was what is now considered right, just it was a, room. a big it was warehouse. A huge yes, warehouse. Yes. A dollar square foot back then. Which that's was crazy. expensive. Yeah. For that area. Now, same studio, over sixty dollars a square foot. That is how people see Brooklyn now at sixty dollars a square foot. <laughs> sixty dollars a square foot. I can't at the minimum. I can't stand going to Brooklyn because I know what it once was. And it bugs me that the people that are there just don't know that side of like, it. Like, have never seen. Like, the people that, like... Like, they just think it was always clean and, like, always well-lit and, and everything was yeah. safe. And it's kind of like... It was, like, one of the scariest places in New York was Brooklyn. Like, I remember when we went in 2011, we went back to Pratt, where you went to school, mm-hmm. for you to speak at their event. And you were like, I can't believe we're going back here. And I was like, oh, my God. Because, like, I had known from, like, the work I was doing that, like, Brooklyn was becoming, you know, and I had never been there. But, like, I was reporting on, like, arts and entertainment and stuff. So, like, we were seeing, like, all these bands and, like, all these, you know, movie makers and things like that like brooklyn movers was and shakers movers and shakers taste makers bohemians yes beatniks like that woman from ifc oh, she's, <laughs> she's always God gonna be back it. i want to come up with like a segment for her but i need to come up with a perfect name for her i did it my decision and did did don't even say it lady in the plant Robert Plant and the lady. They're just running around both with their floppy hair. Because you brought up in the end of the last show, right? It wasn't this show, was it? Yeah, I think it was. 
Who knows? About right now, all the, who knows? It's all, all the hours are just blending together now. So anyway, like, what were we talking about as far as did you know? Yes. You were in the, right in the middle of a thought. Oh, yeah. When we went back to Brooklyn and you were like, just like, wow. Like, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see Brooklyn because like so many of these like great bands are coming out of here right now and like all this stuff. And you're like, babe, Brooklyn is like where I went to school, like when it was shit, it's this, it's dangerous. And then like we were going there and it's like so pretty and it was so calm. And it was just like, you I'm like. have it so bad. And I was just like, what? And you're like, there was a fence around the entire well, school that was is. locked. Yeah, but you were like, it was locked and like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you had to be like, let in. Yeah, and then it's like you get there and it's just this like beautiful campus and it's like just this beautiful area around it. And sure, there's like some parts like as we were walking from the train and like wandering around to get there that are like not like as nice, but it's not like, you know, you're in like the Bronx in 1977. It's changed a lot. Right, but it was just like you were like, holy shit, I can't believe it's like this. Yeah, because at the time it was like it was... It was cheaper probably to get an apartment off campus than it was to live on campus. Because yeah. at least on campus, you were locked in and safe. Yeah. Because and off like, campus, there was no guarantee of what was going to happen. And because like that's what you think of Brooklyn when you think of Brooklyn. Just like I think of high school because of the experience that I had. Which is why I felt necessary to like, you know, ask Lana... What do you think the biggest misconception is about Brooklyn? Because, like, especially Williamsburg. Like, I will never forget the one time we got off the Williamsburg train. What is it, Bedford Avenue? Mm-hmm. We walked walked up, and I was just like, what the fuck is this? Why are we here? <laughs> and, like, we were going to a bar to have dinner. Like, then we were going to this, like, specific, like, seafood restaurant to have dinner. Oh, my God, that place was so good, though. Surf you were bar. like, what is going on with all these white people? <laughs> Damn, this is just out of control. It was like you just right expected now. to see people on like unicycles and like it just was like, oh my god. Well, like I, we were, dinner time tonight. Okay, maybe we did do a little show prep. We were talking about like where all like years ago Manhattan was kind of like a shithole as well. Right. Which means a lot of other places were even worse off than we were because of the amount of money that was still coming in. But really, at the end of the day, Manhattan was very seedy and very, like, it's always been a turbulent place. But people here have to have money to survive through all of the time, since the beginning of the city. Right. Money is what ran this place. So it's kind of like, well, where do all the workers come from? So if this place is so expensive and so broken down and so dark, people from a darker place have to be coming in because they can't afford to be here. Right, And yeah. that place was Brooklyn because Brooklyn was close to get into, like, all of those right, locations okay. downtown. So it's like going, however bad you ever thought Manhattan was years ago, because I, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like when I was growing up, and I don't know if it was different because you're in a different age, but you come from a different location – when you used to say, I'm going into the city for the day, people used to be like, oh, my God, man. Like, really? You're going to make the trip into the city? Oh, my God. It's so scary. Because all they knew were, like, movies and TV shows right, that just yeah. showed Manhattan as, like, you know, just an infestation of crime. Right. Like, kind of like how people who have not been here look at when we say Harlem, they're like, what? And we're just like, No. Right. Yeah, it's like because they have this depiction well, there was of time. Yeah, there was definitely a time, but like they just have this and it's like no, it's not like that. Like, well, it depends on who we talk to. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, man, it's really bad. I had to like cold cock a guy and take his gun off him because <laughs> he was like flashing 
Wh- what he was doing? What? Was, he, what was it? Now? I was gonna say he was. <laughs> I was gonna say he was like flashing his guns. Then all of a sudden, I stopped the flashing, and I was like, "Well, that kind of works too." So I had to, <laughs> had to just smack him and take his gun away for flashing. It fell out of his pants. <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, yeah. I think that's just like you know, there's misconceptions and stuff, and you have like your different views. Yeah. So that was the whole thing about. Did you know is that Brooklyn wasn't as good as it once was? Surprise, surprise. Look How's it, it that? did have a point. My goodness. Well, I don't know, man. I just take I take that matter as a personal thing. Like yeah. I don't, I'm not gonna like read somebody else's thing on it. It's just like going. It's just so strange to me that something that was so much different such a short time ago has changed so much, and people just forgot about it. It's kind of like whenever, I, <laughs> like I had to like actually tweet out to like uh, AM New York this week about like, Rudy saw. Giuliani because. Look, man, regardless of what you think about Trump, you see Giuliani on TV, and I would say the majority of people who see him now who did not, you know, who was not in this area under his mayorship only know him for 9-11. He's a hero. This guy's a hero, man. He's a great guy. Sure, of course. So we got to listen to him. He's a smart one. Nobody remembers the fact this guy was the dumbest the, like one of the worst mayors ever this guy was like seriously he basically instead of growing all of new york and making it good he just like started in the middle made it rich and pushed outwards until everybody couldn't afford it anymore that's that was and basically you're talking about times square the disneyfication of times square right Everybody forgets about, like, his approval was so awful. And the fact that the last Republican National Convention, when he was like, man, he wasn't even invited to. You love saying this. But now, here he is. He's like America's sweetheart. Like, everybody forgot. It's the same thing with Brooklyn. Everybody forgot. I don't know why it just bugs me. Maybe it's like an old age thing, like when your grandparents are telling you something about hard work, and it's like, yeah, I work hard. And they're like, get pissed off at you, and you're like, what are you getting mad at me for, for Christ's sake? Right, like, so, I'm just yeah. saying I get it. And they're like, oh, yeah, but you really don't get it. <laughs> because... But, yeah, but it's just because that's, like, the world has changed from what they were used to. Like, my grandfather was a welder. You think that he would be like, you sit at a computer all day and type words? Like, how is that a thing? Yeah, but, like, on really late nights on Fridays, like, do a podcast, too. Aren't you proud of me? <laughs> Still no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's just like, and you look at even like my brothers, like of my generation, and he basically just thinks like, he always loves saying like, you just sit on your ass all day. And it's like, yeah, I do. But like, it's not easy. It's not easy what we do. But I also think that that has a lot to do with the fact of where like you guys grew up, where people did work hard and yeah, stuff like, like that. Yeah, like it was a coal mining area. It was like, you know, very like, you worked hard for your money. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Shaking that ass? Shaking that ass. Well, I see in you, New baby. York, the whole premise was to try to not work. Like it was try- like to get your ass in an office chair because that was the goal. Yeah. It was to not do any of that. Where when we were living yeah, in Pennsylvania, that stuff wasn't, yeah, like it it's was not like, here. what? Like, you know, my car would break and my friend Paul would just be like going, okay, here we go. You're going to help me put your car back together again. And I'm like, I don't know how to do any of that shit. But that didn't, that wasn't a normal thing to hear. He yeah, would be like, like it do was it, like, let's yeah, do it. Yeah, like it's total, like, it's just different. It's. Different areas and stuff like that. I think different we all strokes have that. for different folks. <laughs> That's it. You said it. And I think that could wrap up this week's. Did you know? I guess so. I feel like I made the point. 
some point. I guess, there's I, some point. I, I feel like maybe there's a couple. There might couple be. Of there might, there, there. Might I mean, be a I feel like we started off with you know the whole like things going from bad to good and old age and what it's it like all ties to together older, this, but <laughs> writing about something that's younger and yep you it know. all ties together Tom. all right so with that we could wrap up this week's did you know did you know and that's this week's show <laughs> you're <all> welcome <laughs> and it's still despite how it was it was still better than the last one we recorded can you imagine I can. <laughs> can you imagine? Now, here's what's going to have to happen. I'm going to have to listen to that show tomorrow, both of these shows. I'm gonna, This is the one that's going to get played, of course. Obviously. But just as a matter of curiosity, i got to listen to that show and be like, oh, was it really as bad as we thought? And I'm going to answer right now, which is very bold to just like jump ahead, like a day ahead. But I'm going to go ahead and say, that show sucks. <laughs> This one was definitely the better of the show. So. But I feel like last show had like, I was really funny. I was really funny in last show. Isn't it hysterical how every time we say. The show we, is dead. This, this show is dead. You're like going, I was really funny in that show. Because but you you're always secretly... the first person who's like going, we should re-record that, right? We should totally re-record Maybe that. Maybe because you just didn't meet up to my humor that show. Oh, I didn't meet up to your humor. <laughs> I'm sorry if you lost me at the woman in the big floppy hat walking down the street, who we didn't get to her name, but we did know she was on a train writing in pencil in her journal. As and old people do. Going to their gala events. and <laughs> But she's some... going to Canada, but after she gets back from your Tai Chi event in Canada. Like, that's a lot of information, you gotta say, for like there was somebody a lot of you backstory. saw standing on a street for like a minute. While you're waiting for movie tickets. You, you got, like, this woman's whole life story. No, we were waiting in line because, like, we were waiting for the show to start. Because, like, you line up early when it's, like, a special event. Yes, and our kids, they all grown up No, no, and no, kids. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't think she had kids. I don't care. <laughs> anyway, <But>. anyway. <laughs> so, thank you so much for Lana Schwartz for talking to me. Um, yes, thank you, Lana. Yes, and we're sorry that Ilana Michelle Rubin could not be here because she was in Australia. Yes, whatever. I'm sorry that I'm not in Australia. <laughs> so if you want to check out their new web series, Secrets and Liars. Which we suggest you do. Which we do suggest you do. Go to nannerscomedy.com, N-A-N-N-E-R-S comedy.com. And click on their web section and you'll be able to watch all seven episodes of season one because maybe there might be a season two. Why? Watch the series. Yeah, and if you listen to the interview, I think she specifically told you to like that there might be a season two. But <laughs> if you didn't and you just caught the end of the show, there might be a surprise. There might, uh, be, might be a, a season nugget. two. <laughs> there might be a nugget for you. <laughs> If you'd like to learn more about The High Regard Show, and after this episode, who knows, maybe you don't want to. But if you do, check out highregardshow.com, or you can email us and let us know what you thought about this week's show. Or let us know about your high school experience. Yeah, you want to hear about people's high school experiences. I do. I want to know. Like, I'm curious now to see, like, how they differ, like, from other places. You just want to laugh at people's experiences. No, I don't. I don't Bring laugh it on a show and just be like, going, oh, this is what we got from this whatever. And... No, I want to know. Like, I'm very interested in, like, because I picture, like, the Midwest would be kind of like how I grew up. Or, like, you know, it was football and, like. All right. I'll tell you what. You send us stories. 
We'll read some of them over the upcoming weeks. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want us to tell your name, like, let us know up front. We're going to use your first name, most likely. We'll just use your first name and last initial. And then we'll, we'll read a couple of them, and we'll see. Yeah, definitely. I want to know. Tell me all about your high school experience. Yeah, and you're just know you're risking the fact that Nikki says she won't make fun of you, I'm but not gonna ma- I didn't probably make fun of might anybody. make a little bit of fun of you. It's not. I'm not. It's. I'm just curious. Like, I'm, I'm inquisitive like a cat. And if you want to share your stories on social media with us instead of an email, you can find us as High Regard Show on everything from Facebook to Instagram to Twitter and every other social media site you got. Yeah. And our email address, which we totally skipped over because somebody was very excited to talk about social media, <laughs> is highregardshow at gmail.com. How'd that stinger feel, Nikki? I'm done. Have a great week, everybody. Good night, everyone. Get out.